welcome to West Franklin Talks. My name is Dave Cruz, and I am thrilled to welcome you to this Monday's episode. Sitting across the table from me is our campus and teaching pastor, Matt Pearson. Hello, Dave Cruz and West Franklin people. And we are here to dig into this past Sunday's sermon. We uh, are wrapping, well, we're not wrapping up, we're right in the middle, actually. It's a three-week series on called We Are the Church. Looked at First John three, if I remember properly, is that correct, Matt? That First is John three, spot on. And uh, you brought the heat after being out of the pulpit for five weeks. We really don't know what you brought. We're recording this before you <laughs> preached it. Let's be honest. So you know it's all good. But you yeah. are you're coming back into the pulpit this Sunday. We're going to talk about what you have written out, what you've discovered, and hopefully dig a little further into maybe a thought that you're like, I'm just not going to have enough time to flesh this out. Sure. So take it away, man. Yeah, well, I I don't, I didn't necessarily make, I don't plan on necessarily making direct connection between your sermon and this. I mean, it's a series called We Are the Church. I mean, I know my sermon's untouchable. It's okay. Um, I mean, it's it stands alone. Yeah, really. Uh, it, it stands alone. It stands alone in a corner but by itself t- going, do I have any friends? You were talking about Cornerstone and, yes. and us being living stones, living stones connected yes. to the Cornerstone. And one thought I had uh, as, I've, as I've prepared is that we are chips off the old block, and um, I kept waiting, wanting you to say when I when I listened to your sermon, like, "All right, church, let's get stoned." Yeah, I didn't. I didn't quite think that would go over very well. I didn't have that thought really running through my head. Sorry. <laughs> no, it's okay. It's a good thing. Your 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 mind and heart are pure. Uh, but I, I did I did think that. Um, and if we're chips off the old block, meaning we are living stones connected to the cornerstone, as you as you so helped us see in the text and in several of your illustrations then he lives in us and one way we can know if we're real is if we do what he did yeah and what did he do he loved us yes he loves us yes that's kind of a big deal and he even said in john 13 and it's interesting that john wrote most about love and when God called him, when Jesus called him, he was a son of thunder. John wrote down that he said, hey, guys, here's how everybody's going to know you're real. Mm-hmm. Here's how everybody's going to be attracted to the church when you love one another. That's the evangelism strategy, the local church loving one another. Yeah, Not saying it, not just saying it. Let me say it that way. Right. But actually loving one another. And so he comes back, and as he writes to probably the church in Ephesus, 1 John 3, I'm not going to read the whole text because the text that I, I plan to read Sundays, verses 11 through 24, but the, the, the gist of it seems to be, oh, let me find it, Dave, I'm sorry. No, Verse okay. 16, this is how we have come to know love. He laid down his life for us. We should also lay down our lives for our brothers and sisters. Right. I think I think that's the key. Yes. I think that's the, the essence. I, one of the things I plan to set up uh, Sunday is how did John go from a son of thunder who's brash, angry, opinionated to someone who 
wrote about love and kindness and graciousness and just seemed to be very tender. Mm-hmm. How's that happen? Well, it happens because, well, the Bible tells us he was the only one at the cross. Yeah. And at some point it hit him. Yeah. Wait, wait. He's doing this for me. Yeah. He encountered love. Yeah. And it wasn't just a, he, he saw Jesus dying for John's good parts. He knew John knew all, he knew Jesus knew all of John. Right. And so I think that's why John starts by saying, this is how we've come to know love. He came, he laid down his life for us. Us. I wonder if he emphasized that when he wrote it. Us. Can you believe it? Us. Yeah. It's kind of like the great theologian John Legend wrote that song, All of Me Loves All of You. Yes. For those of you who don't know who John Legend is, Google that. Google him. He's a good artist. <laughs> yeah, he is. But he's got a song called All of Me Loves All of You. And he goes on to say, I think it's a love song to a girl. And he says, Probably his wife. All, yeah, hopefully. Yeah, he is married. Yes. Uh, he says, All your perfect imperfections and, yeah. and things like that. I love that because I, I think that, I mean, I don't think, I know that's what grace is. God doesn't just love our good parts. True love is, I'm in this even in your mess. Yeah. And so John's changed because he realizes that God knows all of him, yet died for all of him. Okay. And loves him. Yeah. You hesitate a bit. Well, I'm I'm waiting to see if this is the right time to start asking you questions. Go ahead. Fire away, man. Well, so so again. You're I, back on the saddle. I'm back on the saddle. I, I just sit there again thinking through the practical side of that. If because this is we are the church. Mm-hmm. And we we love because we have been mm-hmm. loved. It's uh, it's an action, but if we're loving like God does, mm-hmm. in light of all of the mess, mm-hmm. that means we got to start showing our mess. Mm-hmm. We got to. I'm getting to that. Okay, I'm jumping. See, this Jeez. is a problem with recording before the sermon. <laughs> I'm just doing the first half of verse 16 right now. Okay, sorry, yes. my bad, my yes. bad. No, no, no. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. I'm glad you asked. I'm that. just trying to speed this up. No. <laughs> And our listeners are like, man, I'm with Dave here. Let's move on. Let's move on. But I, I, I cannot stress it. Enough. I, I, cl- I plan to close the sermon, Dave, with, with two suggestions for how to move forward. Right. And the first is you got to let God love all of you. You've got to let him get in the mess. We can't experience his true love unless we really believe he loves all of us. Okay. And that he's not scared of our Mess. He's not scared of the parts we try to hide. For instance, uh, verse 19 of John 3, John writes, This is how we know that we belong to the truth and will reassure our hearts before him. Whenever our hearts condemn us, there's a semicolon there. I'm going to come to the rest, but mm-hmm. it, my heart's a condemnation factory. Okay. okay. So I'm constantly condemning myself. My heart condemns and Paul's, uh, excuse me. John says, Whenever our hearts condemn us, Here's how we can reassure our hearts. God is greater than our hearts and knows all things. Mm. He's not scared. Yeah. He's not like a, a T-Rex trying to do push-ups with his arms too short. <laughs> okay. <laughs> he's not weak. He's not he's not um hide the hide the mess under the He came for the mess. And so the first step for us becoming a church that loves one another is to be soaked in the love of God for us. Mm. And for that to happen, we gotta be we gotta feel safe with him seeing all of us. Right. 
and he's greater than our hearts, and he knows all things, John writes in verse 20. That's, that's just fantastic. I love it. By the way, the church, as you said last week in your message, and as I hope our, our people come away with, the church is the hope of the world. Mm-hmm. The church is God's, I hate to use the word institution, but I'm just going to use it for lack of better words right now. The church is the only institution God promises to keep. The only entity that Jesus promises to build. The only entity where the gates of hell cannot overcome. Not a Republican party. Not a Democratic party. Not a social club. The only institution, people ask me, Dave, what what organizations should I give to? Right. And I believe there are some incredible nonprofits to give to. Mm-hmm. And I encourage people, if you have the means to do it, sure. if you have to pick one and you want to make sure your money lasts, you give to the local church. Yeah. Why? Because it's the only body. Where Jesus promises to build and the gates of hell will not overcome it. I love it. And when I think about 2020, in particular the election cycle, I fear, I don't fear, well, it is a fear, but I know and I fear and and it makes me sad to think how the world has seen the church act, not just towards the world, but towards each other. And we think love is putting our opinion out there, whereas true love says, even though I don't agree with you, I'm with you. Yeah. And I hadn't seen that in a long time. Right, right. The world will be attracted to that. So that's why it's so important that we start with, okay, God knows my mess. God knows where I've disagreed with him. God knows where... I have been wrong, and God knows my dirt, and he loves me anyway. Sure. And I think the key to the church becoming this way, Dave, is us treating one another as we're being treated by God. Okay, so so before we move on, because mm-hmm. since you're, you're transitioning mm-hmm. here, mm-hmm. what do you say to the person who is like, I hear you, mm-hmm. but I can't wrap my mind around the love that God has for me? There's a logical block. Mm-hmm. There's a, a an experience block that goes, that's not possible. What do you say to that person? Fantastic question. And this is going to sound real preachy. But I mean, I you're a preacher, so that's okay. <laughs> it is a supernatural thing. Yeah. John closes this section in verse 24 by saying, and the way we know he remains in us is from the spirit he has given us. Yeah. I don't know if it's possible apart from the Spirit flooding our minds and hearts with that reality. I, I totally agree with you on that. And so the first step I would say is pray for God to help you supernaturally understand it. Sure. I agree. So were you going to give a but? I, I maybe a and, uh-huh. not a uh-huh. but. Yeah, an throw, and. Throw an and out there. I like ands better than buts. I know you do. I guess I sit there and go, yes, but I, if you're having a logical block or something else, mm-hmm. and we're, I mean, the, the, sometimes the challenge of God is he's not tangible. Mm-hmm. Like, he's mm-hmm. not here for me to grab a hold of and go talk with me face to face. I mean, we can, but, yeah. uh, I mean, and, let I me mean, pray for it, and go find someone that gets it. Mm. 
Yeah. Let them talk to you. Yeah. You know, and if you don't have that person, maybe we need to expand your social circle a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Read, read the Gospel of John and say, yes. okay, Jesus, help me see how you took this son of thunder yeah. and miraculously transformed him into a son of love. Yeah. Uh, this just came to mind. Uh, Francis Chan, the book Crazy Love. Oh, yeah. It's I great, mean, does great. a great mm-hmm. job of of logically but also somewhat emotionally explaining mm-hmm. how, just how big, how deep, how yeah. unfathomable yeah. God's love is. Yeah. So if you're struggling, yeah, God can't great. love me because whatever, I it doesn't make sense logically, this has happened in my past, that's mm-hmm. not forgivable, mm-hmm. whatever. Man, yeah, pray. Let's let's connect you with some folks that yeah. get it. Check out that book, Francis whatever. Chan. Also, uh, I read this right before sabbatical, Dane Ortland's Gentle and Lowly. Oh, yeah. Is, yeah, I've heard uh, good things about that. Probably, probably, I don't know, I don't want to overspeak. Well, it, probably top five I've ever read. Wow, that's big. Not counting the Bible. Yeah. Top top five book on um, understanding God better. Yeah. I just want I want the listener to not talk themselves out. Yeah. Of God can't love me. Yeah. I mean, or talk themselves into that, I yeah. guess. Yeah. I mean, God can and God right. does. Yeah. The the problem yeah, we, is not su- that. Surround yourself with truth. Surround yourself with people who can help you see the truth. Surround yourself with books. But at the end of the day it is a supernatural thing. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. So <clears throat> first first way for us to become a church that, that loves one another is is letting God see all our warts and all and allowing him to be who he is. Yeah. And that and that's gracious. Second is I forget exactly how I put the point, is but it's listen learn and love okay listen learn and love and what i mean by that is with one another if if we're being loved on by god and we are to do that same thing towards others if we're going to do that well we've got to understand how to best love them yeah yeah another reason we don't see this in the church yes we put our opinions on facebook and immediately shoot it down but let's be real honest with ourselves we don't let each other see our warts no we don't let, let each other see our dirt. Right. And we can't be fully loved by each other if it's not known. Right. And so uh, John says, Dave, in verse, uh, gosh, I'm sorry, I don't have this right right ready. But he says it in, oh, here, here it is, verse 17. If anyone has this world's goods and sees a fellow believer in need, but withholds compassion from him, how does God's love reside in him? Think about that. You can't know a fellow believer is in need unless you listen to their need. Yeah. The fellow believer has to express their need, and you have to shut your mouth and open your ears to actually hear their need. Yeah. I long for us to be a church who seeks to understand. I am chief, Dave, among those who have who have said over and over throughout COVID, how can someone not do this? How can someone be that way? Why does someone think this way? But if I actually take time to say, why? Yeah. There's probably a good reason. As a matter of fact, I was talking with a lady just this week, and I said, why are you so scared? Mm-hmm. And you know what she said? I had my third friend this week die of it. And I thought, okay. Makes sense. <laughs> yeah. I was able to have empathy. Yeah. 
uh, where my first response was, what in the world? Turn off the news. And perhaps we all need to turn off the news. But there was a deeper thing going on. Sure. And so I long for us to be a people who are willing to say, I'm going to listen to you. I want to. I want you to feel safe around me. And I want I want you to experience true love. I'm not going to walk away. Yeah. I'm, I'm all in. Which is hard. Yeah, it's hard. It's messy. It's a lot easier to put up the Instagram face that everybody sees and just, just let people love that. And it's also, I think, hard to be the person hearing. Mm. I mean, it's hard for me to start showing the ugly in my needs. Mm-hmm. But I referenced in last week's sermon that you know one of the needs uh, that people are looking for when they come to the church is acceptance. I need you to accept me for who I am. Mm-hmm. I don't need you to try and fix me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think though your 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 thought there, we need to listen. Mm-hmm. Well, we don't we don't listen a whole lot. We mm-hmm. try to fix. Mm-hmm. There's a reason God gave us two ears and one mouth. Well, and I'm just sitting here going, God isn't calling us to fix one another. Right. God's calling us to love one another. Man, I'm glad you said that. Because that's so true. I may use that Sunday if that's all right. I mean, I'm not going to give you little, credit. Little royalties. And you've had five, five, five weeks. Yeah, you're welcome. I, <laughs> I, uh, when I say to a couple struggling in, with marriage, when I say it's not your job to fix your spouse, it's almost like the weight mm-hmm. falls. Or the flip side, they start pushing back. No, it is my job. Mm-hmm. I'm supposed to be mm. whatever in their life. You know, so it can be one of, I've seen both reactions. Yeah. Yeah. yeah the weight's off or no, right. I'm going to fight that because I am the fixer. Mm. Unpack that a little bit more. Well, I mean, we like to think we have the answers and we do if the answer is Jesus, mm-hmm. if it's God. Mm-hmm. But a lot of times it's, well, I'm going to, I'll use this example. I, my, my, uh, one of my best friends going through some, uh, challenges right now. And it's been this, this process with the challenges. And he was just telling me the other day, I'm lacking motivation. Mm. And rather than me being the friend who goes, Hey, just tell me more about that. I immediately jumped into, let me give you four things to go do to fix that yeah. motivation yeah. problem. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking about it later that night. And I thought, you know, I failed my friend. He didn't need someone to fix him. Mm. But my, my gut, my reaction was I'm a fixer. Mm-hmm. Let's mm-hmm. go get this done. Yeah. And so I think when we talk to people and we look at them and go, your job isn't to fix them. Well, no, 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 no. It is my job to fix them mm-hmm. because I do care about them and I want what's best for them and I want what's best for me. And, mm-hmm. you know, if I just have to sit back and love them, well, that's not tangible always. Fixing them is tangible mm-hmm. and it might give me the results that I want. Yeah. I mean, we're, we're selfish. I hate to say that. Yeah, we are. And my wife says to me often, I don't need Pastor Matt. Mm. I just need Matt to listen. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, geez, I did it again. Yeah. You pulled that card on me again, too, honey. Thanks. <laughs> so. <laughs> but so. I just need me to listen. So, yeah. Dave, there's so much that could be said here. I, 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 I cannot stress enough for the church at West Franklin when, when John writes, let us not love in words, but with action and truth. Mm-hmm. Yes, it's important to use your words, but we live, we li- we're living in a society right now that words are, one, being abused. The beauty of words is being abused, and w- too many words are being said. Amen to that. And I believe we live in a world that is longing to see 
if these Jesus people are are they different? Mm. And the only way we're going to be different is if we let Jesus make us different. Yeah, yeah, and man, that's big. You know, I encourage our listeners to read the first few chapters of the Book of Acts. If you can read the whole book, but the first few chapters, you see over and over again, the church grew once we saw. Once they, once the world saw them taking care of one another, mm-hmm. it was like a magnet. Yeah, Acts two and four for yeah. those that don't know. Yeah, thank you. It was like a magnet, and so when Jesus said, "This is how they'll know," he didn't say, "Go share the four spiritual laws with your neighbor." Yeah. Although, if you have that opportunity, let me encourage you to do that. Sure, but he didn't say that. He said, "Love one another," mm-hmm. yeah. and that's how they'll know your mind. Yeah, so. That's big. Yeah, look forward to preaching Sunday. Hope it's okay. I mean, I'll pack hope. a lunch. Uh, well, of course, <clears throat> by the time y'all listen to this, you it'll it's be, already over. be over. But uh, yeah, it's been five weeks, so you might want to pack a lunch, Dave. Uh, you know what? What? I'll just go tell Dave Edwards to turn you off. <laughs> That's right. And I'll send Matt Matt D, our facilities yeah. guy, in with the gun, shooting all yeah. the yeah. chemicals yeah. over the things. Yeah, then there'll be time to that, wrap up. That people will leave without you being done. So <laughs> That's good. Speaking of being done, Matt, anything else you want to say to the folks? Uh, it's good to be back. It is. Uh, it is. It is good to be back. It's been it's been like coming back from a mission trip this week. Mm. And I'm uh, just trying to get my sea legs and... Um, I don't know if you've ever jumped in a really, 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 really cold swimming pool, but that's just kind of how it's how it's been. It's been great, mm-hmm. and it's kind of exhilarating. But it's like, oh, this is different. Yeah, yeah. gotcha. So, I gotcha. but it's good to be back. Well, good stuff. So that music means we've come to the end of another episode of West Franklin Talks. We're thrilled you've taken some time to join us. Hopefully, uh, the words we've said have challenged you, encouraged you, made you stop and think a little bit. Uh, As always, if you need to talk with us, reach out to us. We're happy to follow up. In the meantime, be good, be safe, and may the Lord bless you and keep you. We'll see you again or talk with you again. I guess we don't see each other on a podcast. We'll talk with you again soon. (laughs) See you.